Welcome to Bible Mysteries. What if there are secrets in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know? You're listening to episode 137, The Storm Draws Near, interview with Sylvia McKelvey. Now here are your hosts, Scott and John. Welcome once again to Bible Mysteries Podcast. I'm Scott Mitchell. And I'm John Potts. And this is the show that talks about things the world doesn't want you to know. Amen. And John, we have a very special guest today we're going to introduce in just a moment. But I want to start off thanking all of our premium subscribers, which we call Seekers. They're vitally important to this ministry and us continuing the work that we do. And so we want to acknowledge three of our Seekers today who joined us in November of last year. Stephanie. L, Troy L, and Gary G, all of whom are, this episode is brought to you today through them and their kindness. So thank you to all three of you. And I'd like to introduce you to Sylvia McKelvey. She is back on our show today. Sylvia, welcome once again to Bible Mysteries. Thank you so much. Good to be here. And for those of you that don't know it, Sylvia McKelvey has been a Christian investigator for over 30 years. She provided research materials for and appeared in the 1983 documentary, The New Age Pathway to Paradise, produced by WDFC Christian Television in Chicago, Illinois. She's been an investigator for the Mutual UFO Network, MUFON, and has served as the MUFON State Section Director for Santa Clara County in California. And Sylvia is the author of Storm on the Horizon, the New Age, UFOs, and the Cosmic Christ, which we discussed on her first appearance on our show. And, and Sylvia, you're a former petty officer in the United States Naval Reserve Hospital Corps. And yes. you served on active duty during Operation Desert Storm. So it's something I didn't do last time, thanking you for your service. Thank you. Absolutely. And then also, uh, she is a Stanford scientist and well-known, uh, or excuse me, um, I, I jumped the gun. I read another line there. You live with your husband in Northern California. How have you been uh, weathering all of these rainstorms and snowstorms out there? Yeah, actually, we, we've been very fortunate here where we're located. Um, it's raining again today, but not uh, with the capacity it has in the past. So for us out here, I'm not complaining because I see people back east having it so much worse with snow. Um so it's kind of a toss-up, but we've been blessed not to have uh, had any issues. Hey, Amen. Well, well, we'll keep you in prayer, hoping that you and your family stay safe. And I just want to let my listeners know that I'll be putting a link to where you can get to Sylvia's website and order her book, multiple outlets like Amazon and others. Uh, but um, I highly recommend it. It's, it's just filled with great research. Uh, she approaches this like a scientist, and I appreciate that. That candor and that factual basis makes it a very excellent read, and I just appreciate your work on that. So, Sylvia, what is the latest thing that's going on right now that you would like to share with us uh, before we get too deep into the specifics? Anything going on on the, on the uh, horizon that's bringing us closer to the storm? Well, I think there's something very important that's going to take place in April. And this is actually through the MUFON Television Network. They are going to be airing a very interesting documentary that's going to come out on April 18th. 
And uh, it says it's on available on multiple platforms, so I'm not sure people need to look around to find out where they can see it. But it's uh, an excellent um, lineup of people who will be speaking. We have uh, uh, ex Pentagon people, we have scientists, um, mm -hmm. we have so many, even a congressman who have come forward and are giving their view on it and going to be telling um, very straight up information about the UFOs. So if you can, I would encourage people to look at that because I think the information is very important. Wow. Thanks for sharing that. So the, again, that title is MUFON, The Accidental Truth, UFO Revelations. And you say it's going to be released April the 18th of this year. That's right. Thank now, you for mentioning the name. What's that? Thank you for mentioning the name. I I think I forgot that. Oh, that's okay. No, I you you wrote it down for me, so it's your note. <laughs> I just appreciate you giving me the clarity on that. And and I'm curious then, uh, at, you haven't seen this yet, have you? Or, or did you participate in its making? No, I didn't on either case. Uh, what I have seen, and there is uh, an available um, trailer for it on the MUFON television site. So if you want to get a sneak peek, uh, you can go there and see pretty much their lineup, what's going to be involved. Okay, so we'll check that out. I'll try to put that MUFON link yeah, in the show awesome. notes. Absolutely. But you, you, Sylvie, you said it'll be available on other platforms as well besides yeah, just the MUFON? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not sure exactly which platforms they're going to be using, but they may uh, broadcast as it gets closer to the date. So I would just check back or check with them directly to find yeah. out. Okay. We could keep up with their website to see what's going on. Um, and I'm curious. So you mentioned uh, there's some congressmen, there's government officials. Uh, I've seen films that do involve uh, discussions with people like uh, Mr. Elizondo. I'm sure you're familiar with that name, who worked in that ATIP program. And also, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was the Nevada Senator Harry Reid uh, yes. that, that not recently, but that also was sort of pushing for some disclosure there too. Are, so are we talking about different officials and different congressmen maybe that are involved in this? Yes, we are actually. Um, and I think there are, there are two as far as on the scientific end of it that should be very interesting um, to hear from. Uh, for, uh, for example, let's take Travis uh, Taylor. He's been on programs such as Skinwalker Ranch. The man has a sheet of degrees uh, behind his name. Yeah, and he has uh, originally gone into this whole operation very skeptical, and now he admits that he's seen the UFOs and he's seen quite a few in in his pursuit of, especially at Skinwalker Ranch for whatever reason. Yeah, he's one we want to listen to him because he's he's very interesting for all the research he's done. Another gentleman is Dr. Gary Nolan. He is a Stanford scientist at the University at Stanford. And he has been uh, involved in researching the after effects of people who have claimed to have been abducted. And he has actually found some physical discrepancies in these people that indicate that something did happen to them. And apparently, and I can't say this for certain, that he has indicated that he has more information that he will be willing to share. And I think maybe he will bring some of that out in this documentary. Interesting. So you, physical changes in that they've been adversely affected from a, like a medical standpoint? Right. What he uh, has stated that he has observed is some uh, areas of the brain that seem to have some 
phenomenon, not as far as uh, I think danger to the person, but it's different from uh, your normal brain. So yeah, um, it would take Dr. Gary Nolan to explain that, but he has noted that. And, and here's a man who has had years of research and a, a career at Stanford for such a long time. Right. He has put his career and reputation out there because he felt it was so important to bring this information to the public. Very interesting. And, and, you know, you mentioned Travis Taylor from the being on the Skinwalker Ranch series, which I've watched some of that. As I recall, uh, Dr. Taylor, he's the blonde headed gentleman. Yeah. Blonde -headed. I, and I want to say he has a bit of a southern accent because I'm from the yeah. south. <laughs> so yeah. we like to claim our own. Right. But right. Uh, if that's the one I'm thinking of. Yes. Do you know what type of scientist he is? I, I don't recall. Was he an astrophysicist? He's an astrophysicist. At, 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 he's got several uh, degrees. Oh, so okay. One. Yeah, all of them are very impressive. So I can't yeah. think of a better person really to be looking into this from his training and education. Absolutely. Well, and, and the reason I ask that, because it, it begs the issue that I think, and I'm going to use the term mainstream, although I don't believe disclosure of UFOs has gone completely mainstream, but it certainly stepped away from the conspiracy tenfold hat accusations that used to be levied on anybody that talked about this. Now, closer to what we would say credentialed or academic professionals who are starting to acknowledge, do you think that's an indicator of where this is going? Very much so, because if you look over the years, it's always been under a conspiracy theory of it's people who are a little wacko out there. Uh, it never got the respect uh, as far as a um, abnormal uh, instance in our world that something indeed is happening. It's always been something that they've just shrugged off and thought, that well, these people are seeing only what they want to see. Yeah. But now that we have several scientists coming out, uh, people have been connected with NASA and these other organizations and they all have backed this up. I think that is substantial. And I yeah. think it's uh, where we're at today. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you mentioned the, the physical damage that's been um, uh, uh, discovered by the Stanford scientist. And I recently heard some talk about Tucker Carlson of Fox News describing somebody who was disclosing that something like a hundred military personnel were physically killed by UFOs. Have you heard anything about this or know anything about that? Well, that's very interesting because there has been reports over the years of this type of thing happening. And I think I've tried to bring that out too, that we're seeing almost two different personalities on uh, alien encounters and this has been backed up by pilots and people who have had close encounters themselves, that we see that there are some, um, let's take our, our orb guys out there that tend to want to hide themselves if you come upon them. They will not engage you. But on the other hand, there are some that are buzzing helicopters and military planes. And it is my understanding, also from one of Tucker Carlson's shows, that there have actually been planes shot down by these UFOs, both the Americans and Russians combined. So obviously the, the military isn't going to bring that out, but apparently that actually has happened. Interesting. And, and if I understood what Tucker was trying to reveal, it had something to do with something happened to the brains being scrambled or something along that lines of these servicemen 
that uh, that died. It, it wasn't that they were necessarily attacked with a gun of some form. It was something about being in close proximity, causing adverse effects to them, uh, which would pretty much go in line with with what I think you, you're revealing about their agenda, wouldn't you say? I would think so to some extent, depending on which ones you're dealing with. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, there's been reported damages. Um, Kexford uh, incident is one where the uh, couple of women and child got affected by their exposure to one and developed mm. cancer. Uh, that effect eventually took their life, unfortunately. But mm. um, you do see adverse effects that just being around these um well, the, the ships or whatever they're encountering. Um, I think we've got an, a good example of that with Travis Walton. When yeah. he approached that vehicle and was shot back by whatever this force was around this, this ship. So yeah. there is definitely some physical um, danger, shall we say, that, that can be encountered. Yeah. You know, John and I had the privilege of interviewing a, a multiple abduct, abductee in one of our episodes named Karen Wilkinson. And not only had she be a, been abducted multiple times since childhood, but there were three births, uh, or I should say three entities that were, she was impregnated and they were removed from her uh, over the years that she knows of. And, um, but she uh, explained to us that she suffers physical um, uh, effects from that in addition to just the trauma of what she went through, that, that she's literally got multiple surgeries and things that resulted from the damage that was done. Are you in your research seeing consistency to abductees and, and in particular abductees since childhood experiencing physical as well as mental trauma? Hi, if you're enjoying this podcast, please consider being a full-time subscriber. We are going to use these funds to expand the message and get the word out about what's in the Bible that the world doesn't want you to know about. That's right, John. We appreciate you listening, but we'd love it if you'd subscribe. That way we can reach more people with the time we have left. So enjoy the rest of the podcast, but think about subscribing if the Lord puts it on your heart. To subscribe, just go to BibleMysteries.Supercast.com. Thanks. Yes, actually, um, I know of a, a woman who is actually pretty well known in the field from her abductions. And um, same things happen. You do have physical problems as a result. She certainly had several. And uh, it's not un unusual to find that for male and female also, you know, with the, I think some of the early reports, especially where they were taking scoops of skin samples out yeah. and uh, people were uh, actually being found to have implants in them. So this whole thing has kind of had an evolution on its own. When you think back of people who were abducted at the first were saying that they were seeing um, body parts in jars and floating in water, mm -hmm. um, and then progressed to the fact that they actually had fetuses taken from them. So it's like the experience itself has now gotten more sophisticated. Yeah. It's causing trouble. It, it almost seems as though they're ramping up their efforts, uh, if, if I may use that term, um, as though uh, it's an indication that we're quickly approaching a time when some of this is going to come to fruition. Yeah, it would appear that way because uh, I've not seen it uh, go this quickly or have this much attention in uh, the entire time I've been doing it. This has certainly stepped up in speed. Yeah, exactly. And Sylvia, I know you and I um, texted each other a while back and I shared with you um, 
an image that uh, our, our dear friend L.A. Marzulli uh, showed in a video. And I was actually on a Zoom call with him when he actually showed the pictures before he released this. But uh, we interviewed L.A. again recently and, and he confirmed that this this was a legitimate trail cam photo from some people that sent it to him in Minnesota. Did you get a chance to go look at that entity that was appearing or seen that oh. video? Oh, yes, definitely. I have seen that. And that is very um, eye-opening, shall we say. Uh, and interesting also that people who have claimed abductions, you know, we have the uh, tall grays, we have all these different types of beings, you would say. But also, the, I think the aftermath for some people, they were also stating that they were having paranormal events occurring in their homes. And they mm. were seeing being such as the one that was caught on camera. So I think that there's some kind of a, um, a fellowship that exists there that allows one to proceed with the other. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, your area of expertise also includes some of your own experience with these orbs. And yeah. you document pretty extensively in Storm on the Horizon uh, some information about the orbs. Um, in the footage that L.A. showed in his video was... Uh, there were time stamps on the, the the photographs and about 10 seconds before this entity appeared that looked for all the world like what people describe as a Nordic type uh, uh, angel, if, if I, that's what I think it is. But um, 10 seconds before that was this swirling vortex of light that to me looked like a portal opening. But would you say that could be or could have been created by one of these orbs? Um, very much possible because oftentimes, uh, no, I haven't seen myself in in with my own eyes. I've captured these things on camera, mm -hmm. but oftentimes there is that um, pre-burst of energy that exists. <clears throat> Excuse me, and um, often you will see something materialize out of a vortex or some other um, oh. energy. Uh, so I think this is a very characteristic of what. Um, you would see with people having these paranormal experiences when something does try to materialize. Yeah. And, and of course, I know we're speculating, but you've done so much research. I consider you the expert here. Yeah. And, and uh, I'm curious if you think there's something to this. Is it possible that these vortexes are, in fact, portals from the spiritual realm that these entities step through? Or could it also be a portal from, say, a ship? or craft or vehicle of conveyance. And it's a forms of, uh, if, for lack of a better term, teleporting them down to the surface. <laughs> All the above. Oh, um, okay. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. It's hard to, to make a definitive answer because um, going back to even um, Dr. Taylor, when he was talking at Skinwalker, that he um, thought that there was possibility of a, of a portal that was opening there. Mm. I can't dispute that, and it is possible. But yeah. what's also interesting on these particular entities, now I don't know if it was for the benefit of the people living there. I think it was mentioned that they hadn't having Bible study. But it's also interesting that they were in this forested area. And yeah. that's oftentimes where you would not expect to see them. But interestingly enough, there's been a lot of reports in these remote areas, such as the forested uh, places. Interesting. Interesting. Sure. John was just talking about um, some um, 
charitable work that he was doing recently where home, food was being delivered to the homeless. You remember? Yeah. And you were discussing that there were some certain areas in the in the Austin area that were traditionally associated with homeless encampments, tent cities, that kind of thing. And they sort of got cleaned up probably for this event that's going on South yeah, by Southwest. Southwest. Yeah, South yeah. by Southwest. Big music festival. Right, right. And and so there's now like uh, uh, basically the government takeover and made a shelter out of this area. So it's a more legitimate setup to help these homeless people. But we, we've we often discussed on the show, is there a possibility that some of the homeless people are not only just mentally disturbed, perhaps, amongst other reasons, but demonically oppressed. And when John asked where all the people were that he was used to seeing there, they said, well, they're out in the woods there if you want to go meet up with them. And of course, I'm not so sure that would be a very good idea. But based on what you're saying, Sylvia, it, it, it kind of lines up because if there's demonic oppression or possession in these people uh, living out in the woods like that, that may be another indication they're being drawn there by entities, perhaps for some reason we can only speculate. Yeah, I don't want to make anybody nervous that has a beautiful home in the woods, but um, it's also been known for people who are in witches' covens or satanic rituals that they often go out into forested areas that are yeah. very remote. And yeah. very so true. who knows, really? Yeah, very true. And I think there's a connection between drug abuse, psychedelics, witchcraft, new age, all of that, which you discussed somewhat, too, in Storm on the Horizon. Um, and and then, uh, Sylvia, you said that the government is now sort of in a precarious position about having an official explanation about the disclosures of UFOs. Maybe you can explain that for us. Yeah, it's, it's an opinion that I have. Um, when you look over the years, how people have been asking the government disclosure information, come forward with it. But then when you think about it, um, you've got a couple of situations here that would probably be uncomfortable for the government. Uh, first of all, to come out and, and admit, surprisingly, what they have already about uh, these unknown objects. But then also to, if they were to come out and say, yes, that we've known about them since 1947, um, you know, we uh, have kept this to ourselves, we don't want to panic people, whatever. Well, they know the public reaction is going to be, they're going to be angry. They're going to ask questions. They want to know more. Yeah. On top of that now, if indeed there had been some pre-arrangement, some treaty made between our government and aliens, such as what's been um, suggested between President Eisenhower right. um, and uh, some aliens that he supposedly met with on an air base, saying that the, they would agree to allow them to abduct some humans uh, in exchange for technology that they would give us. So if we've been functioning on back engineering or applying technology that has been given to them, what country in the world would want to admit that? Yeah. So that would be very, very difficult for them to do. So I'm thinking they're having to take the middle of the road walk through this. Um, how that's going to end up eventually um, is anybody's guess at this point. But I think that it might explain some resistance that they have. Yeah. Hmm. You know, in, in the um, in the narrative about Eisenhower in 1954, and I'm not sure that I'm an expert on the details, but what I did understand was that, and, and I gleaned this, I believe, from uh, the author Timothy Alberino, 
who wrote Birthright. And uh, he was recently at a conference called BlurryCon in Nashville. And I think this is where I heard him say this. And Tim, I, if I'm wrong, you can correct me the next time you're on our show. But um, he was saying that not only was it true and from his sources, he believes it's absolutely verified mm-hmm. uh, that there was a covenant made between our President Eisenhower and the gray so-called gray aliens, to allow them to do these abductions of Americans in exchange for technology, but that he was also visited by another group of entities uh, that called themselves aliens. And if I'm not mistaken, they would have looked more like the Nordic type that we saw on that footage from LA's uh, um, video. Mm -hmm. And they warned the president not to make a contract with the grays and that they were evil. Uh, but their uh, their trade-off was, well, we're not going to give you any technology unless you dismantle the nuclear program, uh, nuclear weapons, and they refused to do so. So because the Greys didn't require that they dismantle that, they went with them. Um, and I say all that to say that it might be setting up the possibility of a scenario that's going to allow government to save face. Are you familiar with that story before I go into the next segment of that? Yes, I have heard portions of that, but uh, feel free to continue. Well, that, so let's assume for the sake of argument that maybe that's true. Then um, one of the conjectures that's out there or speculations about how this could play out is that there's a couple of ways the scenario could occur, but we could go come close to a nuclear war. Right now, that seems to be a more distinct possibility than ever with Russia and Ukraine and the United States provoking them. Um, so that's one possibility. And then we also understand that evidently these entities have the ability to disarm nuclear missiles. Have you, you you've done some research into that? Oh yeah, that's uh, happened in a couple of the bases. Minot uh, Air Force Base in South Dakota, I believe, um, had that very thing happen where a UFO showed up at the base and took all 10 of the missiles offline. Mm. And it took them a while to get them back online, but it was to show them that they actually could do that. Um, That happened also at Vandenberg when firing a missile. It was a dummy missile um, Mm. for a test. And there was an object that came out, one of these little orb guys, and hit it with a ray, maybe a laser, knocked it off course, and it went into the ocean. So there's been documented cases where that has happened. Um, Bentwood, Bentwaters in England was another example of where uh, alien craft showed up and was flying over their nuclear warhead uh, arsenal that they had there on base. So it very much seems to be something that these uh, beings from whatever camp they are at that are very concerned about. Yeah. But itself, I'm sorry. Um, also, just in, in following up with that, with Eisenhower, that supposedly, I think it was Edwards Air Force Base, that a few years later at Edwards, uh, there was a uh, landing documented by astronaut Gordon Cooper, which yeah. actually his guys caught on camera uh, coming down, putting down landing gear, getting out. And, of course, they uh, I don't know what they did after that, but they soon got back on and lifted up. So they went to tell um uh, was yeah. this on the moon, Sylvia? Excuse me. No, no, no. This was Air Force, uh, Edwards Air Force Base in California. Oh, so Colonel Gordon Cooper saw this on the base here. Right. Okay, right. gotcha. So that was witnessed by his two base photographers who were filming at the time. 
Uh, so my understanding is what happens when they presented that film and uh, Cooper saw it himself on that film. Uh, he was ordered by the higher ups to send it to Washington and basically forget about it. And he said, there's never been anything else said about it or that's not been seen since. But hmm. apparently they can get pretty brazen on, on some of these approaches. Yeah, exactly. John, you yeah, know I was, was going to say, it almost sounds like they're setting us up to believe that they're here to protect us yeah. from ourselves. Like they're like, I don't know if that's part of the grand scheme plan. Like, hey, the Greys are going to come and and battle with us, or we're going to battle each other. And then there's this other level, the, yeah. call it the Nords, for lack of better terms, which are going to swoop in and shut down the nuclear weapons so that we don't kill each other. They're they're basically our 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 space brothers or, yeah. or keepers. But it, it sounds like a big deception. Like they're setting us up for something. Oh yeah, definitely. So definitely a deception. And, and I wonder if it might not play out in this kind of, there's so many possible scenarios. So we have no idea how it's going to be, but what if, I mean, clearly if they have this technology where they can dismantle our nuclear weapons and we know we are no match for them, you know, and even though they're exchanging technology for abductees, they're certainly not going to give us their best weaponry, uh, you know, to defeat themselves. So it makes me think that uh, is at some point, is there going to be a disclosure that's going to show the Greys are a threat and a menace? And either we're going to be led to the brink of a nuclear war or a war with them. Mm -hmm. And another group of entities, say the Nordics, are going to come, are going to come yeah. in as the heroes, the saviors, appearing as angels of light. Hmm. I think that might be a scenario that Timothy Alberino lays out in Birthright. Uh, I'm oh. probably not doing it justice, but do you see similar types of scenarios that could play out through this deception, Sylvia? There's any number of that, um, you know, good guy, bad guy showing up on the scene. Um, but I have a little bit different perspective on that. Mine goes a little bit deeper. So Please share. Why waste all of this energy with these aliens if it's not going to bring about what they want? And if that's control of this earth, then they need a leader. Hi, this is Scott here. If you'd like to hear the rest of our eye-opening interview with Sylvia McKelvey, please consider becoming a premium Bible Mysteries podcast subscriber. Not only will you hear our guest interviews in their entirety, ad-free, but you'll also get the rest of our bonus content, which includes our members area access and seekers forum at BibleMysteriesPodcast.com, as well as our monthly newsletter and our monthly On the Patio video series, plus other special bonus content that we'll announce as it becomes available. Just go to BibleMysteriesPodcast.com to learn more, and thanks for listening.